Hello and welcome to Exeter Life, a podcast about the people, places, and events that comprise life in Exeter, New Hampshire. I'm Laura Bricker, and Exeter also happens to be my chosen hometown. I've lived here since 1998 and written the Exeter Life column since 2013. I launched this independently produced audio version of Exeter Life during the middle of the coronavirus pandemic in 2020. This week, I'm bringing you a story, something that I like to call pandemic positives. I've been looking for things that are happening in the pandemic that are a little more uplifting than a lot of the news that we're seeing out there. And so this week, I'm bringing you the story of Exeter's COVID gardeners. Think back to March, to the early days of pandemic life. What were you doing? Some of us were organizing our attics. Others painted, baked bread, or even stockpiled toilet paper. And then it seemed like the entire world watched The Tiger King on Netflix. But there was another group of pandemic people, the COVID gardeners. Some were longtime gardeners. Others had never kept a houseplant alive. But as we enter August, many locals are seeing the payoff from those solitary early days of planting in March and April. Spoiler alert, it's not me. I've barely managed to keep my small herb garden alive. But the Exeter residents I visited recently are seeing watermelons, tomatoes, kale, squash, basil, and in some cases, like at Darius and Kathy Thompson's house, their own field of dreams. My grandfather always, my late grandfather always grew corn. He could grow corn, vegetables, the whole thing. So this year I became a grandfather, so here we are. So, growing corn. Growing corn. I picked corn one summer when I was um, in college, and it was probably the worst job I ever had. <laughs> you had to get up at 5 in the morning and go out and, yep. ooh. Yeah. So I'm about 5'6", which you can't see this on the radio. Okay. I can reach up to 7 feet, and the corn is 2 to 3 feet taller than that. So to wow. give the, anyone listening how tall the corn is, we have approximately 72 uh, stalks of corn. Okay. Which you should have a lot. Kathy and Darius are not newcomers to planting a vegetable garden. Her parents always had a garden when she was growing up, and now so does she. But this year, they used their own compost and water from rain barrels as they planted. They've received the Horticulture Award from the Exeter Garden Club in the past, so I thought they might have some advice for some of the new gardeners out there. Research? Weed, weed and search. Research, yeah. Research before you uh, put the, um, the seeds in. Yeah. And don't don't put them in until the frost is gone. The couple are also generous with the fruits of their labor and their garden, donating proceeds from their self-service farm stand table out front to the local food pantry, St. Vincent de Paul, and also giving samples to people touring their garden. That would be people like me. What's the tastiest thing that you've um, eaten from the garden so far this year? The, the, be- the beans, you can have beans right now. The, they're fresh. The strawberries... Yeah. We had oh, um, beautiful, and they're even more beautiful with, with just a little bit of a uh, soak in and you know a little bit of what they want. Yeah, so we've had. Those are pretty good. Across town, neighbors and fellow teachers Erica Ploof and Kadeen Campbell Peterson both planted gardens for the first time. Erica returned from their school spring break in March with the realization that she wasn't going to be traveling again for some time. And so she set to work, taming a brambled terrace area next to her apartment to plant a garden. I 
think the previous tenants, like going on five years ago, had had a flower garden here. Okay. So even though it was kind of overrun, there was still soil and it was still pretty deep. So there's a tons of weeds, but I would say over the course of like a weekend, I was able to get the first part down. And then once, once the groundskeeper got the second tier down, that was like another day's worth of, of work okay. just to clear the space and then to plant the seeds and yeah. It's been literally a daily project. Yeah. That stuff kind of comes back to you, that intuitive sense of what the garden needs. So I'd done it some years ago, but not recently at all. I usually find value in traveling outward and exploring. And I realized, you know, there's a lot of stuff I can do inward, like cultivating stuff here and investing in interesting things here. So the garden is, is one project that I got would allow me to kind of cultivate what I have yeah. and appreciate the cycle of growth because, you know, I look at the garden every morning and I'm like, oh, this weed came and trying to strangle my tomatoes. And, you know, like I'm very invested in it. Her neighbor, Kadeen, is a biology teacher, but she's a molecular biologist and her friends know she's really not a plant person. But she married into a family of gardeners and her husband, he went all in this year with some creative garden design. I always refer to him as, as, like, we run Sanford and Sons, because he likes to, in the best terms, collect garbage okay. and build things with it. Okay. He's pretty resourceful. For Kadeen, the garden became a way to both get outside and also know that her family would have access to fresh produce during the pandemic. And while she didn't start as a gardener, she admits she has come around. I pulled up three of the squash plants because they they just had massive damage i'm trying to save these two mm. they may end up being pulled up anyway but it's okay because i'm already planning my fall garden um and i need that space so i'm actually okay with it dying. yeah i sit out here i have a little stool i sit uh underneath the arch and i just stare at things <laughs> i am so, such a weird plant lady now <laughs> i come out here i talk to my scotch bonnet which is uh, native to Jamaica and this yeah. pepper that's just really, yeah. it's a taste of our food and my people. For Erica, gardening has become a respite, a place to unwind. She likes to turn the compost with the new shovel she got at RJ's, visits with Kadeen next door, and tends the soil. I enjoy gardening, but the pace of our life and our schedule never, like, allows for it. And yeah. I realize, like... I actually have a little time to do this. Yeah. So being able to cultivate space and being able to like dig in the dirt, there's something super therapeutic. I mean, after like being in a Zoom meeting for four hours, yeah. like there is nothing better than like being away from your screen, being away from your phone, being away from everything mm -hmm. and just like caring for this one plant or caring for like, oh, wow, there are these weeds I need to to. As we hit peak summer in Exeter, with the gardens producing fruit, vegetables, and in some cases, flowers, you may be wondering the most obvious question. How do the local gardeners taste their bounty? Oh, okay. Like, oh, look well, at my harvest of one tomato. <laughs> oh, you're so proud. But that's the best yes. tomato. It is. No, I had two strawberries come out of this garden, and they were the best strawberries. And I'm not being, like, hyperbolic. <laughs> they were so good. Like, my partner was like, 
oh, you didn't save me any of the strawberries? And I was like, well, you can have half of this second one. <laughs> second strawberry. I had my first tomato yesterday, and it was from the garden, and it was the sweetest yep. tomato I had ever eaten. And it was just, it was still warm from the sun, and just like, and I did not share it with anybody. I was like, it was like a clandestine eating of this tomato in my, my kitchen over the sink. It was very sad. But a oh, beautiful that's... moment. <laughs> so thanks for joining me for this episode of Exeter Life. You can find me online at Lara Bricker Author on Facebook or on Twitter at Lara Bricker. If you are interested in crime and true crime, you can find me every week on the podcast Crime Writers On. And if you'd like to support this independently produced podcast, you can do so at anchor.fm slash Exeter Life. And I do hope you'll listen again to this podcast because I've still got a lot of stories to tell about life in Exeter. Exeter.